The opinions expressed on this show are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily represent those of Funeral Radio's management or sponsors. Welcome to the Green Burial Radio Program, a show preparing your funeral home for the growing number of families wanting more eco-friendly funeral services. Brought to you by Funeral Radio. And now your hosts, Joe Sehe and Sherry Wolf. This is Sherry Wolf, and I'm here with Joe Sehe. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good, Sherry. How are you? Good, good. I thought uh, maybe today we would talk a little bit about something that you and I um, have discussions with people about all the time, but um, might be something that's valuable to discuss uh, and share, share some thoughts, and that is... I get calls a, a lot of times from funeral directors that we work with around the country, and they have a variety of questions um, in the day-to-day dealings with families in green. And a lot of those questions um, might be around, and I, and I know you've had a lot of these same questions, but might be around uh, preservation of the body or uh, concerns, um, how long the body you know, will really be preserved well with dry ice, or what about leaving a, a body at home with a family, um, those kinds of things are even all the way to uh, concern about lowering a shrouded body at a cemetery. And um, I thought we would talk about those concerns uh, and share, I guess, with others the conversations you and I have, which often is that um, the risks that they're, they're really thinking about and concerned about are really not high risks at all. Um, and that there are maybe some other things, though, that they're not thinking about. That's right. This idea of risk, I think, has been talked about in the context of green for a few years, because there are some risks involved with green funeral service, let's be honest. They're more to do with the reputation of one's firm, their PR risks, if, if, if you will, um, because the reality is a body that's, visit, uh, that's viewed, and remember with a green barrier, a lot of bodies aren't, aren't going to have public visitations anyway, but a body that's viewed um, can be done, and it's done all over the world. Uh, uh, we know that there's no health is- risks involved. The CDC's never gotten involved. Uh, and funeral directors increasingly are, are finding that they can provide a, 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 a means through green funeral service to, to, to show a body that looks very natural. I know you've had some experience, and I think it'd be great for funeral directors to understand that in some ways – a, a, a body that hasn't been embalmed can look even more natural and presentable. Yes, yes, that happens quite often. And I think what we find on the funeral directors that call and concerned um, are always those that haven't yet sort of crossed over that realm and moved into what they think is an uncomfortable area. But once they have, and they have worked with multiple families or even a few families, on having, whether private or, or even at times public viewing, um, once they get comfortable, then these aren't concerns. It's, it's always with um, someone that has not yet done that. I know we have a funeral director at our network who's third generation funeral director who said to me a few, uh, I guess it was actually two years ago now, he said, well, we did our first open casket viewing of an unembalmed body. I said, how'd it go? He said, well, I turned to my partner and said, boy, there's got to be some funeral directors rolling around their graves right now. But he said it was fine. And if it wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have done it. And we told that to the family. So we didn't feel uncomfortable. But, you know, it it was a fairly new experience. Um, But let's move on beyond that because really – 
this is what funeral directors, I think, need to understand. The biggest risk involved right now with Green Funeral Service is getting involved with products or facilities that claim to be green that may not be and not feeling like they have a means of verifying what's really going on. For example, there are green cemeteries out there uh, that a funeral director may refer a family to. A cemetery says that they're offering green burial. The family shows up to purchase a burial plot only to learn that the cemetery requires the use of a burial container, a concrete burial vault, but they allow it to be inverted, throw the lid away out in the back, and say that that's green because it comes from you know concrete, which comes from the earth. Well, that family is going to go back to the funeral home and has talking about their experience, or they may find that the funeral home directs them to a, a cemetery that doesn't happen to put any money away for long-term maintenance of, of, of the burial ground. And even green cemeteries like parks require some maintenance. I think it's a misnomer uh, and it's a, a myth propped up by some folks out in this field who want to see this really be done in a very cheap way. But look, protecting an ecosystem, stewarding a natural area takes money. And that's another way that someone could get in trouble. So one of the things that can be done by a funeral director the safest thing is to obviously know if a cemetery has been certified or not and then let the family know that and say, look, this, this cemetery has been certified by the Green Burial Council as a natural burial ground. And this is what those standards mean. This other cemetery has not. But you need to understand what the differences are. And it's thrown back on the family to make that decision. Right. Yes. Many times a family will come to a funeral home or a funeral director first and then they will be asking or want some direction of what to do. That's right. So the funeral home needs to understand uh, what's going on in the community around them if the various cemeteries that are stating that they're offering green. And sometimes even with certified cemeteries, there's things that go on you know, that can cause uh, liability for the funeral director. I saw a situation, I think I told you a couple years ago, where a funeral director showed up to a, a very well-run cemetery but the cemetery and the, 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 the person who was working this graveside service didn't realize all he had been told by a funeral director from many miles away was that the family – that he needed to get a lowering device prepared. He didn't know that the family had purchased a cremation casket that didn't have a reinforced bottom, okay? And that, that, that body collapsed as soon as it hit the, the, the straps. Thankfully, the family wasn't around. But can you imagine their reaction had they been there? And, sure. and that, that could have been avoided too, which is why we're trying to get funeral directors out there to ask some questions so that they know how a cemetery is being managed. And if they know, for example, are there policies regarding what kind of caskets or shrouds are allowed? Are, are, for example, does the, if the cemetery is allowing for the use of shrouds, which we encourage, do they make sure that there's a reinforced bottom or that they're using – straps in a way that they feel comfortable. Um, this is a very new way of, of, of handling the dead in this country. As we know, it's pretty conventional in many other parts of the world. And we're just trying to make sure that these risks are, are minimized. And one of the ways of doing that 
is by making sure that protocols are following. And that's really, I think, such a big part of what the council is really trying to do. Absolutely. And I think what you're saying, too, is there's an increased need for communication between the two parties that may not happen on a day-to-day basis um, with the conventional funerals that are going on. That's right. Everybody just sort of knows their job and, and at what point um, the other organization or, or group of people is taking over. And uh, with Green Bureau, it's, it's really more of a uh, joint effort. You really need to understand the other provider and the services and the education that they have. That's right. If they've been, uh, if they've been certified and all those elements have been looked at, how educated are they? Th- that's right. And, and for example, a cemetery, a green cemetery may allow families to lower the body into the ground, which a lot of families like doing, but they, uh, you'd be surprised. There are some cemeteries that have not taken measures to stabilize graves. Most of them use a plank to make sure that families feel comfortable doing that. But there's little things that, that again, are important or could be important if, if, if they're not followed. And, and that's why having it known out there what these these policies, procedures, protocols are, I think, can, can really reduce liability and, and potential for damage. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's really important when it comes to products, too. And let me just tell you, in my estimation, the two biggest areas where there's risk for the funeral directors, and I hate to say it, but uh, these projects, <laughs> these risks are, have been more prominently put forward because of representations by certain trade associations that, that I think are, are, are doing some things out there that they shouldn't be doing. The first is with regard to, to, to embalming fluids. If a funeral director is offering green funeral service, first of all, they should know that most families don't want any kind of embalming that's arterial, invasive at all, right? right? Okay, some will go along with non-toxic chemicals. Some will go along with uh, topicals and, and, and compounds, but most of them don't want that. But some families will. But for God's sake, if you're going to use what you think is green embalming fluid, you better know what is in that fluid. And if you haven't seen a material safety data sheet that has been fully disclosed, you're taking a big risk. And if that family ever gets a hold of one or hears about that and comes back to you, you better be prepared to answer some questions. Right Right now, there's one product on the market that has – gone forward and made a fully disclosed material safety data sheet available. I hope and I think we'll see more coming online. But, you know, in this context, you can't really protect trade secrets the same way. If there's an environmental claim, there needs to be evidence. And that's what verifiable standards are really all about. The, the other area is with caskets. And, you know, the Green Barrel Council has a, a certification program because we've been asked by funeral directors. That's really how it started. Hey, how do I know if this casket is green or the adhesives and finishes are non-toxic or they claim that it's made from sustainable material? How do I know that? Well, we've come up with some standards to help. They're not perfect, but they, 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 they do something. However, there are many other products on the market that aren't certified and the funeral director needs to be willing to ask the manufacturer to back up the environmental claims. And if they don't have an independent trust provider like the GBC doing that, then they need to do that themselves. And if they don't, they, I think, are at risk of having a family come back to them or ask those questions and, 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 and be put in a situation where they might be embarrassed because they haven't done that research. I think that absolutely is what happens. And I also think that families that come in and have decided and made the choice that they want something, which in this case is different, uh, and they want something green, 
they have been reading about it and they have a very definite reason that, that they are looking at this option. So they do ask more questions than another family would on an average basis. So being prepared is very important and they're expecting honest answers. That's why they want this. They want something um, that's natural or simple or whatever the case may be, but they're very definite on wanting that. It's not based on a visual desire or something that they saw at somebody else's funeral, right, that they want to um, to replicate or what have you. They're very um, deliberate about what it is they want, and they do expect some knowledge to come from that provider. And, you know, I, a, a bigger risk that just popped into my mind, which we, we don't really talk about, is the risk that this concept gets so badly diminished that it doesn't become a viable option and that many many of the families who were planning on direct cremation as we know which is the vast majority of green burial families think you know what this is a bunch of hooey and that risk comes about when there are not legitimate environmental aims if that if 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 people are attracted i think to green burial because on some level they see death connected to life, you know, and, and the way that manifests itself is that they know that they are doing something to help protect worker health or help conserve natural resources or help reduce carbon emissions or help preserve habitat. Those things can be measured. And if, if green burial isn't doing one of those four things, it's not really truly green. Uh, I think that we need, and we're going to give unnecessarily ammunition to critics of green burial that this is simply a marketing gimmick if enough people out there are calling something green that doesn't really further any legitimate environmental aim so all of us who are part of this movement and who want to see this this market emerge properly as well um need to be really careful or it it it, it could be irreparable and there have been cases by the way and i know of some in markets where there have been there's been greenwashing where people have really stayed away and have not gotten back. There's there there are there are the consumers have a right to be skeptical. You know the FTC in updating their green guides brought in a consultancy firm that made the claim that something like eighty percent of the eco friendly natural organic you know representations are hooey. They're either empty or misleading claims. So what does that mean? That means that these families who are asking about this are going to be more savvy, sophisticated, and skeptical. And they're going to want to have evidence. And it's really imperative that the funeral director wanting to do this properly go through the steps and make sure that they they never set up a situation where they do get damaged and, and face that kind of backlash. Well, yes, and actually, if you think about it, that's basically the position um, that you felt you took back in 2005 um, at the beginning of the council. That's right. I just thought that this is an idea that, that could do great things but could so badly be greenwashed down the drain if in the hands of the wrong people. And let's be honest, there are, there are people offering green funeral service and cemeteries offering green burial options and manufacturers making green claims that are, 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 are not really doing things in a way that furthers any environmental benefits. And I just want to put this out there. If any funeral director listening to this podcast ever comes across anything that doesn't seem quite on the up and up and, or, or want to run anything biased, the council is always available to, to have discussions. And we do this all the time. In fact, that's how many providers come into the network. I think the people that have the right ethic want to be verified for. They, they want someone 
to vet their claims and to to vouch for them. And that's really what a, a trust provider does. It, 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 it's, I think, increasingly going to be important in the coming years as the market uh, in every field for more environmentally sustainable options becomes um, uh, m- more uh, important. I think you're going to see trust providers step up. And just to, again, reiterate, the council <laughs> is not a trade association of any kind. We're really trying to, to, to be the best referee we can and, and simply look through documentation and be able to, to credibly um, back up claims. It's really what, what the council, it's, it seems to me, has, has been all about, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, yeah, we've got a, a good group, of course, of funeral providers and product providers and cemeteries um, that are out there. But uh, since this movement has continued to grow, um, this is a, it's really a full-time effort that it takes to do this and to, uh, to vet these products and uh, to constantly look at, uh, at standards, what the public is expecting, and continue to uphold that. And that's a great point too. We're we're at the council in in the midst of evolving the standards as part of an ongoing process. You know, things change and, and concerns are there that weren't there several years ago. And uh, we, for example, haven't haven't been thinking about uh, with products uh, the way. Uh, we might with life cycle assessment for funeral directors out there who haven't heard of this idea. You know, it's really a way of looking at the, the, the cradle to grave uh, impact of, of a particular product or practice. And it's pretty sophisticated and quite frankly, often expensive to do that sort of a, an analysis. But we, uh, we fi- we're finding that people are starting to talk about it. So the GBC has got to accommodate that and, 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 and even encourage it. So we're on the cutting edge um, so that funeral directors don't have to take the risk to come back to what we're talking about today. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work, and, and we're happy to, uh, I think, hand over as much to, 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 of it to, to people that want to do it. But if you have questions and if you want to have a way of having these, these ideas vetted and, and these claims verified, remember that there is a trust provider in the field that, that, that can work with you, and, and always keep that in mind. Absolutely. Thank you for the conversation. Joe, I think we covered a lot of this, but yes, I'd like to open up to those questions. If anyone has any thoughts on it, they're free to call us at any time. That sounds great. Thanks for chatting today, Jerry. Okay. Talk to you, Joe.